I just, I didn't know what had gone wrong. And to your, the point that you made too, you're like, well, things look pretty good. I'm like, I've got a great paying job. I've got a great family. Everybody's healthy. All these good things are happening to me. What is wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Hi, everybody. So today I'm very excited to have Kristen Clark joining us. And Kristen is a seasoned marketing expert, Gallup certified strengths coach, mentor, public speaker, entrepreneur, and a commissioned artist. She ran corporate marketing departments for 20 years and over the last nine has been the most requested coach through Everwise, which is a professional mentoring company. Through these experiences, Kristen found her love for mentoring young people and founded Kristen Clark Coaching and has been working with students to help guide them to determine the right college major or another path and ultimately a career they love. She and her husband, Steve, have two sons, Chris, a college graduate from University of Alabama, and Matt, who's a senior at Oklahoma State. So go Pokies. <laughs> Kristen uh, really wants people to discover that they can do something they love where they wake up every day and it's not work. So first of all, Kristen, welcome and thank you so much for being here and spending your time with us. Oh, Baiba, thank you for inviting me. I mean, anytime that I get to talk about this subject, I'm all over it. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm so looking forward to our conversation. And let me tell you, when I was reading, you know, your introduction and, you know, obviously I was preparing for it and looking at your website, I was just so impressed. And I was saying, wow, wow, wow. And can you share a little more about your journey here? I can. In fact, you know, as you said, I was in corporate America for, I, I say 20 years, but it was really 20 plus. Let's be, be honest okay. with that. Um, and I'll tell you, by but I got to a point where I just fell out of love with, I'll just say corporate right now for, for the, the conversation. And I, you got to know this beforehand. I love working. I started working when I was really young started scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins. Before that I babysat, but my first real job and um, really found that I loved working more than school. That it was my, my happy place was at work. And fast forward to 20 plus years of corporate America. And I just got to a point where I just, I, I hated going to work every day. Mm. And that obviously was not who I was. So I couldn't figure it out for a while. And, um, I had closed down two companies due to buyouts and I was in another company where number one, I knew it wasn't a great fit, but I did it because I was fat, dumb and happy and just let things keep going. And um, a new president came in, brought his team. Marketing's always the first to go. So I drove home with the biggest smile on my face that I didn't have to go back there. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I will tell you, through the journey that I'll talk to you about, it wasn't their fault that I wasn't happy there. It ended up being mine. So after that, um, I got introduced to this lady that had just gotten certified to be a Clifton Strengths coach. So Gallup certified strengths coach. And you've heard of Clifton Strengths, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And and I'll tell you a little bit more about your listeners about the Clifton Strengths program, but 
when she sat down with me and it told me about Clifton Strengths, first she's like, have you ever heard of it? And I was like, no, but I love this kind of stuff. I was thinking astrology, personality test, you know, and woohoo, yay, it's always fun. And um, I took the assessment and it was funny when she opened up my report and she looked at it and she goes, oh, hmm. That's and not what now, you expected. <laughs> no, I was like, hold on a minute. That's, you know, this is supposed to be fun. What are you going to tell me? And she went on to tell me, she's like, you scare people, don't you? And I was like, I do. And I have no idea why, you know, I was like, it's just little old me. And I have no idea why I do. And she goes, well, let me tell you. And she went on to explain my strengths and how I was built and the things that I truly were amazing gifts that I, it just opened my eyes and I was like, that is me. That is, that's why I do the things I do. Oh my gosh, I need to know more. And it really just helped me put a language around the things that I'm good at. And I think that's the beauty of this program is it helps you articulate and um, the things that you are truly talented at mm -hmm. in a way that um, just really helps you to, to recognize number one, that they are gifts and to be able to ask for more of those types of activities in your life so that you can continue to be who you authentically are and how you were born. No, that makes so much sense. And I think when you can do that, right, it kind of informs you. So first of all, it sounds like you felt seen. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yes, I definitely felt seen. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of like a coming home. Was that the first time um, that you had done, um, you know, a personality type of or your strengths kind of an assessment? No. Well, I had done Myers-Briggs. I had done DISC. I was, a, you know, purple, yellow, red, green, whatever I was, you know, right. um, there's the ones with the animals. So I had done all those because again, I loved, I always love hearing those things and having affirmation or reaffirmation of the things that I'm good at. Right. Um, why I fell in love with Clifton Strengths is it provided a tool that I could actually do something with. Okay. So now that I know that I'm good at these things, I actually can choose to do more of them where I feel like, and this is a personal opinion, because I think all of the assessments have their place, but like for DISC, I'm like, great, I'm high I. So now what, what do I do with that? Yeah. I, it is just what I am. Okay. Yeah. Now, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's truly kind of the day that set me up for what I decided to do next, which was in a few months, I decided to get certified as a, a Gallup coach. And really when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, what are you going to do with it? Yay. That you love this. Yeah. You, you can do something with it. What is it going to be? And I got to tell you, having those years in corporate, I could have easily said, oh, I'm going to be a corporate coach and done a ton with that. And there are a lot of great coaches out there doing that. But when I kept going back in my mind and thinking about when would have it really made the most significant change in me, I kept going back to college where, and I remember this story. I remember this day vividly. I was standing on um, the college campus and you know, back then we had books that we looked through <laughs> to figure out our classes, right? Um, which is totally dating me. Um, and I was an art major, which was probably one of the best decisions I made in that I loved doing art. Um, so I think it was probably really smart because it definitely interested me. I remember opening up that book and there was a um, class called something about interior design. 
And I was like, well, what idiot does that? You know? And, and I remember time just standing still around me. I was in the middle of campus, people walking by, just time stood still for about a minute. And then I remember closing that book, putting in my backpack and going on with my day. And I was like, you know what? At that moment, had somebody said, hold on, let's talk about this. And what does that mean? I truly think today, knowing all my strengths, knowing all my interests, that I probably would be designing interior um, spaces for commercial buildings. You know, I've truly feel that way, but nobody was there to take my hand and go, don't discount this stop in time, you know, do something with it. So what was that moment? Like when you said it was like time was stopping, like what did you feel when you were reading the title of the class? You just felt like there was almost like your intuition or your gut talking to you? I really think that's probably what it was. Bye bye. I'm, I like how you put those words in it because the fact that time did stand still, like I had this immediate reaction to what that looked like. And in my head, I think I was thinking fluffy, oh, I'm gonna go into somebody's house and, and you know, do their interior design. And at the time growing up in Iowa, not a lot of people did that, by the way, you know? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like so you didn't see it as an example, right? It wasn't modeled as a successful possibility. Absolutely. And, you know, and, I wish, like I said, at the time, somebody would have said, you don't know everything about interior design. Let's have a little bit bigger conversation, right? Yeah. And if it's something that's truly calling to you and touching your heart, you can do this. And, you know, in my work with kids, it's so interesting because when we speak to what do you like to do and what, you know, what excites you? What if, you know, you could do something right now, there was no time constrictions, what would you decide to do just yeah. in life, right? And a lot of 17-year-old boys want to play video games, which I'm like, hey, guys, there are a lot of jobs in video gaming and a lot yeah, of jobs yeah. in video. And they're like, well, hold on, Kristen, I can do something that I like. And I'm like, somebody's got to do it. Why shouldn't it be you? And they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. So it's, I think it's, you know, the biggest part is not only understanding yourself, but then realizing that, hey, you can have something, a job that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be drudgery or what's in that list of majors, right? You, you know how in college you get that list and they're like, well, I could be a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman, a policeman. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, quit looking at that. Mm -hmm. the, the world is all of our oyster. And we have this opportunity to go, I love doing X. I think more, more now than ever. Yeah. I love this topic. What can I do with it? You know? Yeah. And I think this, I love that you brought it up and I'm just like, oh my God, everything you're saying, I'm like light bulb, light bulb. And like, I'm so resonating with what you're saying. And I think it's so applicable, not only, it's so beautiful. First of all, how you, you know, after the corporate career, right, where you find yourself with a strength finder and now you're kind of connecting the dots backwards, right? And deciding on your path going forward, right? At that point. But it's also, um, I think this conversation is so applicable to somebody who is now further down the path, let's say has a few years, more than maybe even 10 of professional career, right? Uh, I'm sure you can relate, you know, kind of partly uh, as your journey has been. And just, you know, she finds herself like there's something missing, right? In the beginning, there was, you know, you in the career, you know, you were excited about the job, you liked it, you looked forward to going to it. But that, like you said, at some point of time, after a few years, 
there's just some kind of rumbling inside, right? This kind of pain or achiness or void. But then what do you do, right? What is the next steps that you would advise people? And it's probably the same what you're advising people, you know, just even in college to take to kind of start making, crossing that bridge. Absolutely. And I, so I'll tell you what happened in my case. And I told you earlier that I was the one that made some bad decisions that made me not like my job. Um, And I understood this better once I understood my strengths. Okay. Okay. And in the Clifton Strengths world, there are 34 themes that you're going to fall within. Okay. Okay. And within those 34 themes, they fall into four buckets. Okay. One, you're high in influencing, executing, um, strategic thinking. Okay. And what am I missing? Influencing, oh, relationship building. Okay. And a lot of the personality tests kind of fall into those buckets. So this isn't anything truly new within that idea. But what I understood after getting my full 34 report is my true gifts fall within influencing people and building relationships. Okay. When I got promoted into my VP positions, I made this great, you know, revelation to myself that I needed to be this strategic thinker. Well, guess what? That's not what brought me to the party. What brought me to the party is getting people to move fast or move towards a goal, better, faster, cheaper, efficiently, and, you know, enjoying the journey. That's what I do well. Not let me come up with this wonderful idea that is, you know, hanging out there. I don't, I don't see forward like some people do. I don't have this crystallization of here's a concept. Let me do that. What I really enjoy and where I, my zone of genius is, is somebody has a vision and I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. And then I'm like, okay, now get out of my way. Let me grab all the people and we're going to get there. And it's not to say that um, it may, it's probably going to be better than what they envisioned because I have the collective of all these people that I get to pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's why I loved my work before this time frame before I got into this other company I told you about, because I got to do that every day. The beauty of it is, Baiba, is I had bosses mm-hmm. that understood that and saw that in me and gave me projects that could utilize those strengths. So they saw it in me. I didn't see it in myself. So when I, again, got promoted in these VP positions, I put all my energy into trying to be strategic and that's not how I'm built. So I actually got to a point where I was going to the doctor exhausted every day. I was like, something's wrong. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me, but something's wrong. And they kept doing the test going, Kristen, you're fine. Everything's perfect. What is your problem? There's nothing wrong. And then I, you know, then you start doubting yourself. You're like, oh my gosh, am I going crazy? You know, what's going on here? Um, so it really kind of touched every piece of my life in that I just was so unhappy. And to your point earlier, I didn't understand why it's like, and it happens so slowly. Mm -hmm. And I, and I see a lot of people in that position. I'm sure you talk to a lot of people that, you know, have gone through. Yeah. And you don't, and like you said, I think first you're like, well, I'm paid. I have a job, right? Things are not that bad. Like I have certain level of freedom. I've been with the company, all these things that we tell ourselves, but, and then we don't understand why that feeling of dissatisfaction inside. So how many years 
did you feel like, like how many years did you spend in that more strategic kind of leadership role where you were more disconnected from actually what made you thrive? About five. Five years? Yeah, which is a crazy amount of time now that I look back. Mm -hmm. Um, But it goes back to, yeah, I just, I didn't know what had gone wrong. And to your, the point that you made too, you're like, well, things look pretty good. I'm like, I've got a great paying job. I've got a great family everybody's healthy. All these good things are happening to me. What is wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Yeah. Yeah. All the boxes are checked, right? From the external world, but you kind of like, and did that feeling grow inside of you? Oh, sure. Yeah. It was just, and yeah, started to compound. And like I said, even to the point where I just physically didn't feel well. Yeah. And that is, you know, one of the, um, benefits of working within your strengths is they energize you. They actually make you happy. It's your, like, it's that zone where you look down and you're like, it's two o'clock and I haven't even eaten lunch yet. It's because you were working within these talents that you're like, let's keep going. I'm having so much fun. Let's keep going. I love that. So really, I mean, I think in knowing yourself, that that's your power, right? That know yourself. And this is, you know, that is truly your um, superpower, and then you can apply it and use it and direct your energy and your time in the right direction. So let's say um, you find yourself in that spot, right? So you were kind of forced, it sounds like the company, uh, like there was um, either reduction or kind of reorganization. And then you were kind of, for, you know, you were not listening to that voice. Kind of, I think it's the Oprah says that the universe will talk to you in whispers and then it will get louder with your health problems, right? And like you said, it's affecting now other areas of your life, right? Um, and how, so how, let's say you find yourself with those whispers or knocks, or it might be even stronger. What is the next best thing to do? Is it to take the strength finder test? Of course, I'm always going to vote for that because I yeah. gain so much from it. You know, and the the whole idea too of the universe kind of whispering, mm-hmm. you know, it really is listening to those whispers. And let's face it, I was afraid. You know, I was afraid. It's like, why why am I trying to rock this boat? And I know I want to rock the boat, but I don't know what how to rock the boat. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Um, and I and I love that the universe kind of pushed me out the door and just said, "You got to go." Well, you know. Yeah, that um, going on your own. <laughs> and it, well, and it's, you know, I get this question when I'm speaking to this in a corporate environment, they're like, but Kristen, you were a VP. How would you ever explain to your boss that you're not a strategic thinker? Right. And yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's a fair and a good question. But the reality is I got moved into these positions. I had past successes and how I was good at my job was doing these things, right? Um, I think it's really, again, having that power of the language of, but here's what I bring to the table. And everybody, everybody has to surround themselves with people that have different talents because we can't all do it all, right? We can't all be the strategic thinker and the executor and the relationship builder and the influencer. We can't all do that. And you know, people that, um, one of the things that I see people, um, kind of discount how amazing these gifts are that they bring to the table because they're like, well, everybody thinks like this, everybody does it this way. And that's the biggest learning is, you know, you are so unique. 
you know, and the way you think brings so much to the table. It's just making sure we get you in the right place so that you can just soar and, you know, just be who you are and do what you do so well. And I think if people got more comfortable, Viva, on acknowledging the things they're not good at and mm-hmm. going, but, but you know what, I've got my buddy Ron over here that's super good at this. So I'm going to bring him in when I have those things that I need to be strategic about. Um, you know, I've got my buddy over on this side that loves executing. Like to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate that part, mm-hmm. but they love it. So why not honor their, their skills and ask them to come in and do that for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a combination of knowing, right. What you're good at. And then, so it's like strength finder. It sounds like it really helps you to shine the light, right. Where you're not just kind of taking your strengths for granted or kind of vaguely are aware of them, but really shine the light. And then you can take that and start using them more and more. So what would you say, you know, if, if somebody's resonating with this, right, is finding them and finding themselves in that position where they're just not sure they're successful, but they really don't know, like, what is the next best step to take to get to that position where they're looking forward to Mondays versus dreading Mondays. Um, what, what is the best way to take the test? I think you used to have to buy a book with a code or kind of how, how to get yes. the results. The great thing is, as you know, now everything's online, so it's yep. instantaneous. Um, you can go to um, gallup.com okay. and take the assessment. You can take it through my website. You know, there's many places you can find it, but fast, you know, fast path to cash on this thing is go to gallup.com, take the assessment. And I will tell you, it's like any other assessment in that you can get it, you can read it like it's in astrology and it's gonna hit, they're gonna say things in there that you're like, that is me, oh my gosh, you know? But really having somebody take you through it and answering and having the conversation back and forth about what those strengths truly mean, I think is a really important step because it's almost like when they get that report, it's like, welcome to kindergarten, okay? The kindergarten of Baiba. and. Yeah. And understanding who you are and how those strengths play out, because I can tell you, I still listen to different podcasts um, through the Gallup organization about my strengths. And I'm like, yes, you know, just something new will always hit. I, you can put it in context because you're living a life, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're seeing some of these things play out. So you truly understand how those strengths come up in you. And here's kind of a fun fact and why it, it supports this all of your strengths start working together. And like anything that compounds, right? It's going to be different for you versus me um, and how that strength works, right? Because you've got other strengths around it. And so really understanding that and having the right questions asked so that you can dig a little bit deeper is really helpful. And I would say too, I want to make sure people realize like for me, getting kicked out of my job was a great shove and I was happy that it happened. Um, However, had I understood this, I could have made an adjustment to my job. It doesn't always mean you have to, you know, go in a completely different direction. Sometimes it's just tweaks. Yeah, and that's so good because this is, you know, when I talk to people is that it's not always that you need to 
get a new job, get a new company, you know, find a new boss. And sometimes it's appropriate, but many times this knowing yourself really is a power because you could make your current job or your current company, your dream job. So it's really comes back to how well you know yourself and your strengths, and then how well are you able to apply them? So let's say, so do you do, um, so you said on your website, Kristen Clark coaching, do you, there's an assessment test like that walks through a number of questions. Is that how? Yes. Yeah. And it's, um, just for everybody to know, I do some corporate work with my Clifton Strengths as well, but, and I've got a student page. So all of that stuff's under my student page, but okay. anybody can take that. It's the same assessment for 16 year olds on up. Um, yeah. And there's two options too, by, but that, you know, for people that are kind of going, ah, I'm buying what you're selling, but I'm not buying the whole package. Okay. You can buy a report that just gives you your top five strengths so that you can okay. kind of absorb it in a little bit smaller package um, yeah. or you can get your full 34. And I, you know, I love it. I, I recommend everybody not only understanding your top strengths um, and your top five are typically your signature strengths, but people really like use their top 10 throughout their daily life. But I think it's also powerful to understand your non-strengths those yeah. things that you're not good at because that's where I got my huge aha moment on the whole strategic thing where mm -hmm. I was like oh my gosh all these strategic skills are at the bottom I need a partner in crime you know to take those on that's not my zone of genius and I just need to understand that and walk away and quite honestly when I figured that out it's kind of a monkey off my back I went I'm not good at it embrace it you know yeah. run with it <laughs> yeah oh that that is resonating with me so much because what you can do then, whether you're evaluating opportunities, you know, inside your organization, right? Different ones, because you don't know whether you need to make a change, you know, to a different department or maybe need to leave the company, but either way, it can inform you, right? To make a decision whether that next job is right for you, right? Oh, for sure. And it, it also gives you an opportunity by, but to very, very succinctly tell somebody that you're interviewing with what, what you're truly good at, because you know, what happens in those situations, they're like, oh, we need that. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure I'm putting them in that role. Right. So you're in really speaking to what do I really do well? And the other thing that I love about this is that, you know, you always get that question in an inter interview that it's, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Right. And this truly gives you the answer to yeah. that. And even, um, you know, like for me, you can spin doctor this a little bit too, that, you know, my weakness is I'm high activator. It means I have a need for speed. I don't need all the directions. I just want to go. And it's okay for me personally to take the risk of making mistakes because I course correct. And I'm okay with that. Other people around me might not be, but I'm okay with that. Um, so I speak to that and I say, you know, I purposefully put people around me that will question my next step because I know sometimes I can get moving too fast, right? That's my weakness. It's That's my good. strength and it's my weakness, but, but you hear how powerful that is to, to be able to say, hey, I recognize it. Here's where it benefits you because I'm fast and I get things done, but here's where... I need help, but I recognize it. So it, it just gives you those answers. It's so much fun. <laughs> I just yeah, love I mean, this, this program. That can truly take you, like put you at another level, right? 
yes, because I, when I have my students do this, I have them put together what I call strength script, which is just that it's, why should I hire you? And they have to answer the question. They have to give me an example. And it's so funny because they, they hate this. They hate the, um, (laughs) when I have them do that exercise, but they've also told me, but it really made me think, and I can see how I can use this moving forward. They hated it because it was hard to come up with the examples, but they understood the value of being able to explain it. Um, But yeah, it's hugely powerful. And I will tell you, anybody that has done an interview with one of my students, they walk away and they're like, what an awesome kid. How impressive are they? And it's really just because they understand who they are and they can articulate that. Yeah. And how lucky are they, you know, to have it that um, whatever age, right? Whether it's in college or, you know, even some in high school, but like, how much does that set you up for success and start creating and have all these years to create something that you're really good at, right? Passionate where, you know, kind of your strengths and superpowers blend with, with kind of what you're doing versus, you know, and finding path. quite honestly, I don't, I think so few people are good at articulating that if you're 45, if you're 60, walking into an interview and being able to speak that way, I think is hugely impressive. Yeah. So you can turn it around starting right now. So let's say, so what is the next level? You said you offer, you can take the test, right? And you get your top five, right? Or you can get all of the ranking of all of your strengths and, you know, in a, I guess, um, in an order of like the strongest and downwards. But um, so what is the next level? Do you offer um, like, a series or some kind of guidance program where kind of where you teach people how to integrate it more and how they can actually start implementing once they kind of like you said arrived at the kindergarten level and kind of know now what their top strengths are yeah so what that typically looks like is I do have packages where we can meet three times and a lot of times people will come to me with this situation right that they're Kristen, I don't even like what I'm doing anymore. I don't know why. Or a job transition a lot of times where they're like, I really didn't like what I was doing before. And now I'm finding myself looking for a job. You know, how how can I use this to find something that's a better fit? So it's really coming in with that. And we start there. And a lot of times people after three sessions, they're like, okay, I get it. Um, especially just for that one task, you know, a lot of times we all need a task or a journey to say, okay, I want to start and finish something. Um, so we, we do, um, work through that whole idea of what type of work is going to fulfill you and make you happy. And how do you ask for that? And I do have my adults do the strength script as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, past that, it's really about, you know, embracing this and continuing that journey, which I do offer those services as well, you know, that we might touch base once a month and, and go through that. But there was one other thing I wanted to tell you about that. What was it? Um, gosh, um, I, I do also offer workshops for, you know, groups of people. So if people have like a, um, a group setting that they'd like to do a workshop. I do that. Oh, I know I was going to tell you a lot of times I'll also have, um, partnerships that let's say you're in business with somebody and it might be a great relationship. It might be not so great of a relationship to come together and to really dig into and understand how each other are built so that not only division of workload, you can figure out by doing this, 
So if you've got somebody that's high in executing and somebody that's low in executing, mm-hmm. the one that's low in executing is always going, oh, I hate that job. So I hate passing it off to you when that other person going, but I love that stuff. And a lot of times it doesn't come out until they have this conversation and they're like, wait, you like doing that? And they're like, yeah, I do. That's I'm good at it. I enjoy it. And so it's, it opens up again, this language that people can use to get better at, you know, how do we serve each other better? How do we make our business partnership better? How do we make our marriage better? Because we know each other better. Um, yeah. So, and then I also do family strength sessions that are a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Because it's really affects all of your areas, right. Of your life and relationships. It is. And there's, it applies in so many ways, shapes and forms that, you know, it's really trying to look at your life and go, which area of it do I really want to affect and and make a change? And there's a answer for that in understanding your strengths. Yeah, no, totally. So let's, let's go back to, okay. So first of all, what you're saying is like, you can take the test either on Gallup or your website, right? And then you offer either, you know, you get the report, right? With the results, or then you do individual coaching kind of to get more, um, yeah, more individualized and tailored and more information, how to actually implement those. So for the purposes of the conversation, how, like, let's say, I take the test and I actually, so I think many people probably who are listening have taken strength finders because it used to be so popular, you know, companies would buy the book, you know, and then, you know, okay, here we are. The whole team is doing it. I even retrieved my, Oh, did you good? And I'm like, but there's that disconnect. What do I do now? Like, what are some of the simple steps, you know, like if you're feeling like something's missing, So what do you do now? Yes. And I will tell you, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see companies making in that they're like, here's the book. Let's have one workshop on it and now go, you know, make it, make it happen. And, um, and it is a journey like anything, uh, that you, you need to grow in that journey. The really cool thing about Gallup is they, you know, and to answer your question, I think it's at about 26 million and I might, my number might be a little bit low because I haven't looked on the website lately to see that number, but about 26 million people have taken this assessment over the last 50 years. This thing has been around for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and in fact, a really cool story, the, the gentleman that started Clifton Strengths was Don Clifton and he went to college to become a psychologist. And so he went, you know, took all the, the courses and realized that all the great people out there in psychiatry and um, in that, that field kept wanting to look at what was wrong with people and try to fix it. And he was really one of the first people to say, well, hold on a minute. What if we looked at what was right with people, then what could happen? And so they do call him the father of positive psychology. He's um, then he, I don't know how he hooked up with Gallup to be honest with you, but they basically got a team out there to look at all the different ways that successful people, how they got that success and what was their strength. Mm -hmm. And they narrowed that down to these 34 themes that we're talking about. So a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of science. I mean, they're definitely the smart people, much smarter than I am, um, went and put all 
all this together to understand it better. So fast forward, you know, 50 years, you've now got coaches throughout the country, throughout the world, actually helping people understand this and integrating this into companies. We've got, gosh, um, 400 of the, the top 500 companies in the country that are using this. You've got 500 out of the six um, or 5,000 out of the 6,000 colleges in the country actually presenting this program to people. It's the companies that really spend the time and continue the learning and education around it that thrive. And here's kind of an interesting fact that I think would probably surprise a lot of people. And that is when you look at all the people working throughout the United States, we've got about 30% of those people that are engaged in their work. So Sad. translate that. The flip side is you've got 70% of your workers. So if you've got employees right now in, in a company that you're working with, um, about 70% of those people are truly not engaged in their work. Mm. No matter what the engagement surveys say. <laughs> what? No matter, like, the, you know, the, each company does their own engagement surveys usually, and usually those numbers are better. <laughs> For sure they are, right? Yeah, that's probably yes. so, so true because it's reflected also what's going on right now, the great resignation. And actually, yeah, so those numbers, that 30% has actually been pretty consistent for the last, I want to say it's about 10 years. And last year it did drop, which is not a big surprise, right? I think the engagement number dropped down to about 27% the last time I looked on um, some of the reports that Gallup puts out. But you think wow. about that, when you think about the amount of time people spend at work and for them not to be engaged and happy and just joyful that they get to go there and do that every day, Hmm. that's that's a terrible life to live and I've lived part of that so I get it I hated going in on Mondays in my last job right and but throughout my career I loved going to work um so you know you look at that and you go guys we've got to get better at this we can't and you and you really have to do it for yourself you know I don't know that you can really rely on anybody else doing this for you and I think that's the power of this too is you can do it for yourself Oh my God. Yes. You're speaking to my heart. And it's like, yes, you have to take the power here, you know, start with yourself because I think there's this um, one to rely on the company, right. To make you happy or the company to take care of you or provide you the opportunities, but sometimes they're just not equipped. I think so many times what happens is that companies, you know, okay, the team is excited to do the strength finders, right? They, we um, we find out what our strengths are, but there's really not like a certified guide or coach, right? It's somebody on the team, like like a, an HR member or somebody, you know, the kind of, you know, read a bit more and is interpreting, but, and then it's left, right? So let's say if you've taken the test and you, you learn that you are, like, for example, for me, I learned that I'm a learner, okay. achiever, then responsibility, input, and intellect. Intellection, okay. Yeah. So let's say you learn your five themes or five top strengths. And, okay, you know, you're in, there, in your job and something's not working. Something's not quite like where you're looking forward to Mondays. Yeah, so... For you, you're actually a really good opposite of me <laughs> in that your three of your top five strengths are in those strategic areas, okay. right? your learner, your input, and your intellection. And then you've got two that are in the executing. 
which is your achiever and your, your responsibility. But let's give people that are listening a little bit of a flavor of what those mean. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the buckets you were referring to earlier, right? These are, so the top five are the one of five of the 34 themes. Okay. Your strategic and executing are domains. So some fall into each of those, right? Um, so people that I'll, I'll pick achiever first, cause that's actually the number one strength that is typically in somebody's top five. So this will probably resonate with a lot of people. Okay. And that is people that are high in achiever love to make lists. They typically always have a list by them, if not several, um, depends on the person, if that's online on paper, and it depends on the person if that's like, I fill in triangles. I'm not high achievers about 13 for me, but I do pull from it. I do triangles and I color them in when it's done. Some okay. people cross out some, what do you do? Uh, I probably do. Yeah. Like to make lists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing of it's what's interesting about an achiever is they kind of start the day at zero and they have to do a certain amount of things for them to feel like their day was a success. So mm -hmm. they just love getting stuff done. And typically they like getting stuff done personally. It doesn't mean personally versus work. It means like as a individual contributor okay. that they enjoy just knocking stuff off the list. Okay. Now keep in mind, I said individual and um, contributor, if you've got other strengths around you that are more um, people-based and more okay. relationship-based, that may look different for you. So it's all dependent on all the strengths that you have around it. Um, but it, it still is, I got to get a certain amount of things done before I feel that you know, swell up of happiness that I achieved today. Does that make sense yeah, to you? Totally, because even more so than the list, it's like there's always something that needs to be done that's like speaking to you loudly. And then it's like even Saturday or Sunday, you're like, if you haven't achieved something, then it's like you're a loser. There's something missing. It is. And you know, it's so funny because people that are not high achievers, a lot of times they'll look at you and they're like, why don't you sit down? Why don't you relax? And you're like, this is relaxing to me. Yeah. I enjoy this. It gives me energy. I get, I, it fills my cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying, no, this is awesome. So you're saying kind of knowing your strength, but this is, I guess, where the deeper interpretation helps is you're saying that there's like the dependencies or there's, it's not just as simple as, okay, now I know these five things, but there's they're kind of the different combinations which would inform, how would it inform what do you do now, how you structure, what you change maybe in your current job? Well, so if let's say I've got a client that she's high achiever okay. and high responsibility, by the way, which is one of yours, um, and she runs the department, her expectation is, or the way she runs that department is, it's always adding to the list. You know, it's always more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. And what happened over time is her employees got burnt out mm -hmm. because that's not necessarily the way they were built. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was her understanding, her love of getting the check marks done mm -hmm. that was, um, she projected onto her staff because the more they checked off, the more she checked off, made her feel good, didn't necessarily make them feel good. Um, so understanding that for her, she was also high in communication. Um, 
So we really talked about, okay, you need to bring your communication forward, be mm -hmm. speaking to people, asking them, telling them what, what you're trying to get accomplished, asking them their best way to make that happen and really kind of bringing those to light so that it wasn't just a do, 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 which didn't serve either of them at, at the end, right? Um, and by doing that, you know, by having those conversations, it actually made people work harder for her. Okay. Because they understood better. She, because they started enjoying their job better, right? Mm -hmm. She started understanding that her strengths were not their strengths. So that's just one example, you know, of how, when you better understand this, then you can, you know, work with a team. I'll give you another really important one or one that is, I think, easy for people to understand. And that is people that are high in competition. So okay. people that are high in competition just like winning. Mm -hmm. If they don't win, they're not excited. And, and if they don't think they can win, they probably won't take on the task. Okay. Right. So they like to win. I've seen this in sales where you've got a guy that likes to win that is working with the team of salespeople. And he's like, so we're putting together a contest. I can tell you personally, by the, that's so not important to me to win a prize. You know, in my mind, it's give me the most important thing that you want done, because that's, what's going to satisfy me and keep me excited about working. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding yourself and how you're built and, you know, that he gets excited by that, but there's his influence on the team would have been, how do I serve you best? Because we're going to win because you're doing the, you know, the things that you do well. Mm -hmm. So in a team environment, I think that's helpful. Um, let me take another one of yours um, in election. So people that are high in intellection just love to have those deep conversations about a topic. They like peeling back the onion and going, but why? What does that look like? Why, why would we do it that way versus this way? Does that, you're, I yes. see you smiling. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for you, it's, I think it's important, especially anybody that's high in the strategic domain in particular, for you to take out time in your day and just schedule time to think, because for you, thinking is doing. Thinking's important for you. It energizes you. And that's just as important as getting stuff done in a lot of cases. You know, if, like I said, I'm low and strategic. So when I know that somebody's off thinking about the next thing, that's mm -hmm. important for me because then they can give me the vision and I can run at it with all my team and make it happen. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to take that time out and schedule time to just think and be okay with that. Okay. That, that, that's empowering and that's awesome to know because it's like one of the you know partly when um i work with people i'm also like my big thing is like your vision do you have a career vision <laughs> so that makes some complete sense <laughs> yeah and have you had people say yeah not really i don't know yeah mostly <laughs> yeah yes and and the yes and they don't you know it's not that they haven't put thought to it it's like they probably put a lot of thought to it, but that's not something that they're truly talented at. And that's why they're reaching out to somebody like you, right? They want somebody to help them formulate this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, I mean, you can see how powerful this is. Yeah, I can see the value of really kind of the taking the test, right? Taking or getting to your results, 
but really, um, you really need a guide like yourself, you know, to orient you better to understand the dependencies, kind of how it's like a puzzle piece, right? How your strengths kind of fit together. And that will, I think, give answers. Like if you're, when you feel this kind of feeling that something's missing, right? Of how you can start maybe playing around even with one thing, like you're telling me to build in time for thinking, right? If somebody has that as a strength, right? To build in that time either every day or every week, right? To start, because it's not like you will probably turn it around right away, but at least you're starting to try, right? And uh, take, you know, small steps, one step. Yeah. And even you, like when you said, wow, that's empowering, you know, for me to schedule time to sit back and think I would be all fidgety and I wouldn't know what to do with myself. That's not how I would be best suited to work. You know, for me, action is how I learn things. Mm -hmm. So I don't learn in my mind. I learn by doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, for me, it's important that I'm in motion. So a lot of times my thinking is when I'm out walking you know, where I can be talking with somebody. I usually have people that I walk with that help me with business problems or personal problems, depending on who I'm walking with. Yeah. Um, That action actually helps me absorb and learn and interact with things that just makes me remember it. It gets my mind moving. So yeah, it's very different. Yeah. On how you're built. Um, And it's what I find interesting is you've asked me this question several times and I haven't answered this question for you. And I'm realizing that because you keep pulling me back in on how to learn more about it. But what's interesting is think about what I said, how you're built with the achiever and the list and having, you know, and the structure of you trying to formulate in your mind, how this all works together. Yeah. You wanted those steps, Kristen, how do we get there? And I keep evading you. So I'm going to answer that question for you. Um, (laughs) You're awesome. There are some really great tools. Gallup, um, as I started saying before, and I just got off track, was is really good at providing tools around each of these strengths. Before I even got certified, I watched hours and hours and hours of um, the Gallup folks talking about each strength. And they, these, they're called Theme Thursday, and they're out there for anybody to access. They're... Um, there, if you just type in theme Thursday on YouTube or whatever your podcast, something, something is that you enjoyed listening to, okay. they're there and you can go in and say, okay, tell me everything about learner. And there are six seasons at this point. So the early seasons, they went for about 40, 45 minutes. And you're like, really, how can you talk about these strengths for that long? Guess what? They can. And it's so cool because they easily fill that time. And every season is actually different. They started talking about um, teams and how to use it in teams. They talked about work more than personal and on one whole season. So there's such a treasure trove of knowledge just in that. And in fact, I walked into my certification, took, you know, all my tests and they're like, how you're really good at this. I'm like, I've listened to this like incessantly. So, um, so you can learn a lot, even by just listening to those tapes. Okay. Theme Thursday. Is that, is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Theme yep. Thursday? Okay. And it's on YouTube or podcast. It's a podcast. podcast. Yeah. They're all over. That's awesome. 
So um, when you, I mean, what I'm hearing really, it doesn't matter, right? If you're lucky enough that you had somebody like yourself, right? A mentor and you figured it out before, you know, starting your professional career. But I think, let's face it, I think that's not most of us and that it's really never too late. And you are really a shining example, right? I mean, you have had a successful corporate career and then um, you pivoted. So what is like, what would you say, you know, what would be your biggest advice, you know, when somebody finds themselves right and in, in that situation where their the fulfillment is missing, you know, just they have that voice speaking to them. Yes, it's really taking action. I'd say it's taking action right now for anybody because you don't have to have a bad job to be able to make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have an awesome job that you completely enjoy. And by understanding yourself a little bit better, not only helping yourself at work, because there's always these little tweaks where you go, oh, you know what? I don't enjoy that activity as much as some of these others. Now I know why. And now you have the voice to be able to go to whoever is above you and say, I want more of this. This is where I really shine. This is where you're going to get the best me. And let me tell you why. So there's this huge power in that. Um, and I'd say at home as well, you know, I, my, I live with people that here that are high in adaptability that, which means when I bring up, what are we going to do tomorrow? They're like, oh my gosh, why are you ruining today by talking about tomorrow? (laughs) But I, how do I know how to use my arranger, my activator, if I don't know what's going on tomorrow? So, you know, I've learned in my family to go hey, you know what? In three hours, there's a movie. Does everybody want to go? And they love that because it's spur of the moment. And that's what they do well is, you know, jumping to and, and you know, um, and adapting. So by understanding each other like that, mm-hmm. it's really kind of cool because now we have less, when I'm activating, when I'm like have a need for speed and a need for movement and the whole family's watching TV, they'll go, mom, you're overactivating. And I'll go, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I am overactivating. And for me now, I know to tell myself your activity right now needs to be to spend time with the family and to watch TV with them and be a part of what they're doing. So now I can rearrange my strengths to say mm-hmm. it's time to do this, right? So there's so there's so many ways that you can impact your your, your life and just make it happier. Yeah. And it counts, right? It still counts as an activity and it's a check. <laughs> yes. And, and for you, yes. Harmonious. I would tell you if we were in a co- coaching session and you're like, I just can't get enough done on Saturdays. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me give you a couple of things to put on your list. Hang out with your family, yeah. call your mom, you yeah. know, and add those things to your list. And it counts towards your bucket of I'm getting stuff done. It's good enough right? And it's good and not well, that's funny you say that because with you being high in responsibility, yeah, you like things done right. Yeah. And sometimes a hundred percent isn't even as right as you'd like it. And you're right. Sometimes 80% is enough because nobody else cares. Yeah. And oh boy, can you make a hell for others? You can, I know. Cause they're like, is <laughs> she right? really going to keep beating this dead horse? And you're like, yes, I am. Cause it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's really the knowing yourself and then knowing how to work better 
and get more, you know, even get more out of, I don't know if it's the right way to say it really, um, like most of others, but in a way, right, that works for everybody and hopefully injects more fun and enthusiasm along the way and more joy. And I think also another thing that you mentioned about shame is that when you are, let's say, in a leadership position, right, but inside you feel like, okay, you 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 are doing a big part of your responsibility as you see it it's like it's something that's not aligned to your strength but you feel like oh my god i can't go to my boss and say it because like what will will they demote me right if like but this comes like these presentations or these strategy aspects come along with my vp title right like but this gives you so much more of like it's much more of an empowering language and way i think to have these conversations and to problem solve and um yeah actually drive change in an empowered way yes and i would tell you like if i had to look back and say okay well how would have i dealt with that now knowing what i know you know what i could have gone out and hired a business coach that Mm -hmm. is strong in that strategic side that i could have those conversations i could have gone to my boss and said i need a strategic business coach because that's not my claim to fame but here's what you are getting from me. And, you know, people use business coaches all the time mm-hmm. for these reasons, because some leaders are not good on the people side. We've seen those people too, right? Oh, yeah. For a, yes, we have. And, you know, to have a business coach to go, okay, hold on, Biba. I know that you said this and this was your intention, but how are we going to handle that? You know, and, and just to help you think about those things that you're not good at. And they might point them out so you can execute those. You can make them happen, but -hmm. you wouldn't have thought of them because that's not your normal, natural way of thinking. That's not your first priority. Your first priority are the things that you know how to do and that you're good at. And that's how everybody thinks, right? They don't. Yeah. So you can see how to, you know, now you can make that choice to say, who do I need to put on my team? Who do I need to be next to? Who do I need to walk with? Mm -hmm. Who do I need as an accountability partner? Because if they have different strengths than I do, then they're making me better. Yeah. And it will come together. So even like so magically, you know, and so, I mean, you will, whatever you're there creating together, right. It will be just at a different level than you just walking and trying to do it on your own. Um, And it will feel better and more fun. Let me ask you this. Can you share a success story or an example of somebody, you know, in their career, kind of something being off and then after they learned about the strengths and, you know, kind of apply uh, application of them? Absolutely. So I was working with um, a team Mm -hmm. that they'd been working together for eight years and it was two ladies that um, work helping brand their business. And they were working on a new project. So it wasn't like they had been doing the same type of work for a long time, then decided to add something to this business, right? And they started to butt heads a little bit. And part of it was not understanding their strengths. One person high in, um, but basically what the strengths all about is that you are easily able to find the um, things that are going wrong and the joy comes from wanting to fix those. Okay. Okay. And when, what her partner always heard was everything's wrong. 
everything's wrong. Everything's like wrong. A perfectionist. <laughs> it was, yes. It was, it was, you know, that she was kind of in that mode of, yes, it's, she keeps seeing these breaks, these yep. things aren't right. Yep. And the, um, her partner was high activator. So she'd jump on because when they're shiny object, people high and <laughs> activator want to jump on it and get it done right away. Um, that she, you know, would jump on it, but then it was always, she kept getting this um, message back that it's never good enough, mm. right? So it was kind of making a rift in the, in the partnership. Yeah. Um, once we worked through that and understood where things were getting off course, the, um, the lady that was finding the problems, it's restorative, by the way, um, she's high and restorative, that she, you know, kind of went, but Kristen, I can't stop seeing the breaks, right? And I, and, but we, what we talked through is that's great, but 80% sometimes is good enough. 80% can be good enough. Kind of what I'm telling you about responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and if you want to do that on your own time, because it makes you feel better, that's okay, right? So now they, when they get to those situations, they're actually able to speak to it and nobody gets mad. They're just like, oh, we're kind of in one of those spots where I'm feeling like nothing I do is good enough. And they work through it. And I, I, there's countless stories, countless of that. Um, do you have time for one more quick story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was working with a, a girl. She got through college. She went to University of Arizona, um, got her degree in accounting. And she got a really awesome job in Arizona at one of the top accounting firms and her mom called me, um, she had quit her job after four months. And I said, Taylor, what, what happened? What went wrong? And she said, she goes, Kristen, I hated every minute of it. Right. I, hate, I hated everything I was doing. I, it wasn't a good fit and I'm a failure. And I was like, oh my gosh, girlfriend, you're not a failure. You just found something you didn't want to do, right? Yeah. And it wasn't good for you. So what, when we got talking about not only her strengths, but about the things that she loves, she's like, you know, I said, what are the things you love? And she said, oh, I love music and I love singing. And I was like, that's awesome. Are you a good singer? And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm not a good singer at all. And I was like, okay, Taylor, um, let's talk about something that, you know, we could do with this. And, but she ended up saying, I'm really, I really am intrigued by the human body. And I said, that's awesome. So what does that look like? So we had more discussions around that. Then we talked about her strengths and why accounting, we, it was very easy to figure out why accounting was not her jam mm -hmm. because all of her strengths were really around people and understanding people, having empathy where she totally felt other people's emotions. Um, it wasn't in doing things that you had to you know, follow the rules. She really was more of a, you know, work in the moment type person. So I was like, okay, we understand why accounting wasn't right. And now she's, um, she's working at getting her physical therapy uh, license. And at 28 years old, she'll have all of that completed. Mm -hmm. Go back to starting this a little bit earlier. And it's like by doing that, if had she done this work before she went to college or while she was in those first years of college, she'd be out and working in that field already instead of going through four years of, by the way, studying something that wasn't interesting to her. Yeah. She was not good at math. She didn't enjoy accounting at all. Um, getting, getting through a, a four-year curriculum that pretty much sucked for her. Um, yeah. 
you know, where it wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun getting that job that she felt like the failure, which I, again, can relate to because during those five years that I talked about, I felt like a failure. So I totally understood where she was at, but then getting to this spot where she can't wait to get up in the morning to go to her classes because she's in love with what she's doing and they fit totally fit her strengths. I mean, it's just night and day. Mm-hmm. What can happen when you really are introspective about what's going to bring joy to you and then understanding how you're built and how they go together. I love that. I love that. So one of the, it sounds like one of the exercises you kind of walk through also with your clients is reflecting on what, what you enjoy, what you're passionate about. And what's yes. Happening. And I always, I, yes, the answer is yes. I always shy away from passionate because I think people get afraid of that word. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because it sounds so monumental, right? And I, I, I always look at it and I go, I don't know that I'm super passionate personally about anything. And you know, everybody is, but it's hard to say, you know, it just feels like a lofty word. Um, okay. But yes, we speak to that. And I, you know, especially with the um, younger kids, we talk more about what do you enjoy doing? You know, yeah. what, what do you do when nobody's looking? And, yeah. you know, or if you had all the time in the world, what would you do? And that usually leads down the path. Um, I just spoke to a, a, one of my clients and he was the whole time. He's like, Christian, I just don't know. I just don't know what I want to do. <laughs> and we got talking about sports and by, but he, he leaned in, his voice got higher, his face got animated. And I was like, why are you not doing something in sports? And he's like, well, I'm not necessarily good at sports. I'm like, you don't have to be good at sports. They're 1200 jobs that are connected to sports mm-hmm. that you don't have to put on a uniform. Yeah. So if you're around that activity and you love it, wouldn't that be fun? And he goes, that'd be really fun. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's like, you, it doesn't have to be this monumental thing, right? Yeah. I love art. If I'm around art, it makes me happy. Um, so it's really just kind of finding those little nuggets and, and it doesn't take long. You'd be surprised how fast people will hit on something. And you're like, ah, yeah, I just saw you like it. Your eyes started shining. So let's talk through that. I love that. Yeah, because it lights them up, right? And it's like sometimes in, and hopefully you don't even have to go through a degree. Like let's say you're 38, 45, you know, it's not like you have to now go enroll in a four, six year degree, but um, starting it's what you're t- saying is, um, if you know Jack Frost and the monster and how he said, I've been such a bad monster, but how do I change? And then I think Jack Frost says, you just start with taking one step and putting one foot in front of the other. Of the other, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you walk through the door, right? It's kind of like when you have that moment at college where you were looking at the interior design class, if you had listened, right, and just taken that one class, right, so starting to pay more and more attention to those also those um, moments of clarity, or like that intuition or something speaking to you, right, pay attention, explore it a little bit. Yeah, and I think you brought up a really good point in that, in that to be, you know, you don't have to completely go back and redo life, Mm -hmm. right? For me, if I, I would have had the choice to maybe work in a corporate environment that there were designers that did interiors of blah, blah, blah. You know, I could have chose to be around that. That could have been how I transformed to that world. Once I had more of that realization as an older person, 
Yeah. You know, so yes, it doesn't have to be, I've got to go back now and get my interior design license. Yeah. 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 The puzzle can come together from in different ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes like just being open and having like mentors like yourself and seeing examples right outside of your sometimes you know what you're seeing next to you your team you know or immediate you know family or company where you're working it can be and this is why I love having conversations like this right you've had this journey and then you pivoted absolutely yeah yeah and how does it feel for you now to do what you're doing Oh, I, I love the coaching piece. Absolutely adore it. Um, and you know, on those days that are harder that, you know, in building a business, you know, there's always the, the building part that you've got to do some of the stuff that you're not as good at. Yeah. Right. Um, but when I realize that I have those pieces, um, I'm able to go out and say, okay, let me get an accountability partner that's high and strategic. Let me go out and find a vendor that actually enjoys putting graphic design pieces together. Let me go out and find somebody that does X so that I can keep narrowing in and keep trying to do the things that I love best. And in fact, you know, with me, a lot of what I do well is getting groups of people to move forward. So mm-hmm. in a solopreneur, position, I don't have a lot of that activity. However, then, you know, for me to go out and volunteer or to um, put together a group um, program with other coaches, that's how I get some of that activity. But I know when it's missing and I know to go out and find it because I know that it's not, I'm not getting fed. I love that. And that all comes from you knowing yourself, right? Knowing what you need to thrive. And this is where it comes back to doing this work and knowing this, it's not always expecting that somehow your employer will be magically able to fulfill all that. Wasn't she awesome? So here are my top takeaways. Strength Finder really can help you articulate things you're good at, your talents and your superpowers and look for those and also ask for those opportunities and choose to do more of them in your day-to-day work. And that is truly how you can design, custom design a career that lights you up. So when you do have the moments of clarity, and like Kristen mentioned, time stands still, or you might feel some sort of resonance, some sort of aha, pay attention, write them down, Don't just dismiss them. Do something with them and explore it further. Another one, you can do something you like and get paid for it. Isn't that fantastic? And the world is your oyster. I love this one. The world is your oyster. And if you love a topic, write it down. Write down some ideas and play around. Brainstorm. What could you do with it? Play around with it. And when you understand yourself better, you can literally, like I said, start to design your dream job. And another top takeaway is when you are working with your strengths, you will feel energized and happier versus when you're not, then you will feel more reactive, more drained and frustrated. So what did you think about this? I actually uh, am a big proponent of taking 
even several assessment tests. And this is really how you can put together a full picture of understanding yourself and then articulating, you know, um, your strengths and what you bring to the table in interviews and also inform you in designing your dream job. And I actually worked with Kristen and she is amazing. So you can find her at kristenclark.com, take the assessment there or take um, it from Gallup's official site. But I definitely recommend that you work with somebody like her to interpret and kind of delve in deeper around what does it mean and how does it apply to your life and your career. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to Create Your Best Career podcast and share it with someone you know, someone who also could might enjoy this conversation or who you know isn't 100% happy in their current job.